Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Five, stand by. Four, three, two, one. Hello and welcome to Women on Deadline, a podcast about her experience in TV news. I'm Sierra Starks. And I'm Carolyn Hall. That lovely voice you heard counting us into show is Jennifer Summers. She is a senior producer at KTVA in Anchorage, Alaska. Now, Jennifer's voice may sound familiar. We are actually using her cues again because she has that smooth jazz voice that's really fitting for our topic today. Now today, we are going to take a deep breath. Isn't that how they all start? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's how they all start. Yep. So today's episode is all about the importance of self-care. So important. It is. And I am so glad that you are leading this conversation, Sierra, because you are top of mind when it comes to remedies and priorities and just like making sure that you're taking care of yourself i care about you my do. self-care honey <laughs> you do <laughs> i am not so good at that but i look to you as the example that i should be setting i am always but getting on carolyn about her <laughs> self-care what what i know i know so so listen and learn because sierra has a lot to share Oof. okay So Carolyn and I, mostly I, okay. Yes. Carolyn and I have compiled three good habits of self-care. And the first one, you've heard this time and time again, but the first one is balance, balance. And this could be anything from a balanced meal plan. And I'll give an example. So I used to work on the morning show and I knew I had to get up at 2, 2.30 a.m., And my life changed in the best of ways when I used to eat a bowl of cereal before I left the house. I was no longer hangry at 6.30 a.m., right? So mid-show, I was no longer barking commands at random people. (laughs) (laughs) It's the little things, Sarah. That goes so far. Just eat some Cheerios before you leave the house. You're not even hungry at 2. You know, your body's not telling you you're hungry at 2 in the morning. But your body's going to tell you you're hungry at six. Hello. Hello. And you will have already taken care of that problem. Um, so another thing I love to do is just find a good workout regimen. Like you could not even be in the mood to work out, but like just go for a walk. Right. Just like go, go find a treadmill and go run. Like just go be active get those endorphins working like endorphins are happy medicine. That is literally what they are. They will make you happy. Carolyn, go for a walk. How many times? How many times? We've had conversations via text where I've just like told you. 
<laughs> girl, go run. I like, know. girl, go walk. <laughs> I know. And you're so good also just, like, about getting your butt to the gym. Because I'm just, like, I have so much shit going on that I just, I don't make it a priority. And so I never go. I have Isn't a gym that membership. crazy? You don't make it's your so self-care bad. a priority? That's I so know. crazy. I know. It's an issue. But I, I have other ways of, you know, fitting in self-care. I'm a work in progress. You are. No, no, no. It's, no. Yeah. You've come a long yeah. way. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Okay. Getting there. So another thing is uh, finding a good work-life balance, right? So... If you have not taken a vacation in a really long time or you're working six days a week, sometimes you will hit burnout eventually. It will happen. And I've been there. So I listen like I am not a self-care guru like by chance. Right. I am a self-care guru because I hit a wall and my body was like, "Mm, we can't do this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You're very intentional. Which I love. Like, you you are just proactive and you incorporate it into your life. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And so there was a time when I was not, right? I remember, so I used to live in New York and um, my diet consisted of, what did did it, it was, I used to wake up and have iced coffee from Dunkin' Donuts in the morning. And then I used to eat dry cereal for lunch and then I used to eat, I think, a cup of noodles for dinner. And oh that was it. And then I used to like supplement, like whenever I needed a caffeine kick, I'd just go back to Dunkin' Donuts and I'd eat, I'd drink um, some more iced coffee. And one day I woke up and my hair was on the pillow because <gasps> my body said, huh, B, we can't do this anymore. Like, we're, <laughs> no like, way. we are not playing games with you anymore. This is not the way to live. Oh my and gosh. so that's when I was like, okay. We've probably got to start taking better care of ourselves, Sierra. <laughs> That'll do it. It will. It will. <laughs> oh, my and, gosh. And then, you know, you you get in these really grind, like, you, you want to be in grind mode. And maybe you're just having a really good, a good, really good streak at work where, you know, maybe you've got like a sweeps project or I don't know. It's just like been a really good four months for you. And then you turn around and you're like, I have not taken a vacation in like half a year. Like, why do I feel so burnt out? You know, like it, it, it doesn't take that much. And then sometimes like your body will be, will just shut down. And then you'll wonder like, why am I so tired all the time? It's real. So that is my first one is balance, right? Because if you do not get it under control, your body will get it under control for you. And that is not pretty. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or your body will, will give you the alarm bells yes. saying, you know, lady, get your shit together. Exactly. So, I know. So, so whenever you think of balance, think of like all my hair on the pillow. Okay. Oh my so- God. <laughs> that is so bad. So, um, the, the second one is, so second habit of, of self-care, not giving in to guilt. Oh, even saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <sighs> this business will have you drowning in guilt if you let it. Oh, yeah. But see, you just hit the nail on the head. If you let it. That's true. That is that is a choice. That you is know, true. That is, that, is, that is a mind space that you allow yourself to get into. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done that. I have a history of doing that. And over the last handful of years, I've gotten a lot better about it. And I feel so much better. 
But I think for women in particular, we're really good at giving ourselves guilt trips and it is completely unnecessary. Mm -mm. Right. You are. So in this business, right, you are expected to be flawless at all times. Right. In your 5 p.m. hit, your 6 p.m. hit, you're writing for both of those hits on air for both of those hits on your Facebook lives for both. of You know what I mean? Um, And we've all been there. Right. It just wasn't your day. Maybe your 5 p.m. live shot. Terrible. <laughs> right. Or maybe you miss slot. I mean, what? that's major. Yes. Yeah. Your 6 p.m. live hit, not great, right? Maybe if you're in front of the camera, you just couldn't get the words out right. Maybe if you're behind the camera, the signal went out right before it was time to go live, right? So you go home feeling like crap. I've been there, right? So you go to bed, you just like feel like crap. And then you wake up. And you don't feel any better. <laughs> no, it, it it sticks with you. It, it just, really it lingers. does. And then the you, lingering effect. You go to work and you're again and you're expected to do it all over again. And for some reason, you just cannot get that 6 p.m. live shot from yesterday out of your head. Isn't that crazy? It's so bad. So it is so bad. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Yeah. So you said something to me that I thought was really powerful, that um, that guilt is a useless emotion. Yes. I learned that phrase from my therapist when I was seeing him in Seattle. That guy just changed my life for the better. And one of the things he would always say is that guilt is a useless emotion and it took me a long time to understand it and then put that into practice but it's it's true you know guilt it's just us ravaging ourselves you know when there's nothing that we can do to change what took place and why we're feeling guilty um yeah, so it's it, it's a thing. And once I was able to kind of like understand it conceptually and then put it into practice, I've been like a much healthier person mentally. And that's critical. So when you think about it, there's nothing you can do about that 6 p.m. live shot, 
right? I think about it and I'm like, either either we learn from this and we move on. Actually, that's all we do is we learn from this and we move on. There's like nothing else. We don't beat ourselves up about this because that's all we'll end up doing, right? Then I go home and I feel like crap. I go to bed, I feel like crap. I wake up the next morning, I have that crap in the car with me as I'm headed to work to this morning meeting. No, thank you. I'm good. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, it's it's like you can feel remorse for the situation. Absolutely. And, and, and that is perfectly fine. But I think you're absolutely right. You got to learn from it. We're all human. We all make mistakes. We're not perfect. And I think it's really important for us to show sympathy and empathy for ourselves and to make sure that we're being compassionate to ourselves and in greeting ourselves with love and understanding that it's okay it is perfectly okay there's just no there's not a lot of use in dwelling on something that has happened in the past when you are living in the moment right now Mm mm-hmm And so our third good habit of self-care is meditation. And so Carolyn and I want to be completely honest and transparent about something here. Uh, We both have therapists and we've sought out therapy and we both meditate. So um, meditation is a practice that I've, I've just come across recently and have sort of put into um, into practice, and I'll t- I'll tell you why, and then I'll have Carolyn um, tell us why. But um, I found that it sort of just lets me take everything for the day, focus on that for that moment, and then let it go. That's what I've found meditation to be really helpful to do. And sometimes you need that, right? Like sometimes I don't want to take all the garbage from yesterday or today or whenever. I don't want to take that into tomorrow. Sorry. Like I I just don't. (laughs) Right. I just don't. It's not productive. No. It doesn't do anything. Not at all. So that's one of the reasons. And then as far as therapy, um, I've, I had come to a place where I felt like my work-life balance was completely off. Um, I actually just balance in general. It wasn't even work-life balance, but just, I just, my balance wasn't, there was no balance and I wanted to get, um, my feelings about everything, um, not only validated, but also just processed, And I needed someone to help me with that, right? It wasn't going to be my best friend. It wasn't going to be my husband. It wasn't going to be um, my mom. Um, And I honestly wanted it to be like a stranger who had no stake in the game, honey. So, (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. And who was bound by law to keep all my secrets. So, <laughs> well, also, you know, it's their specialty. Yes, that too. And who knew what they were they talking were about? Right, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> so, um, so I was hesitant in doing it at first because, 
uh, I do feel like there is a lot of stigma when it comes to just like therapy in general. And after doing it, I just, sorry, I don't know why the stigma exists. Like whatever. It's the mental health conversation yeah, that I, is stigmatized. N- yeah. And I, I don't, I don't feel bad about it. Like I go see a therapist and it is good for me. It is so good for me. So absolutely. There. Yeah. And there is zero wrong with that. No. I think it's really healthy and a critical component of the self-care. So for myself right now, I'm not seeing a therapist, but I did see a therapist when I was living in Seattle and um, that guy just changed my life. And, and as we kind of wrapped things up closer to the end, like he was even saying like, you know, you're it seems like you're in a really good place now. And he was basically like, not kicking me out the door, but just kind of like the therapy session served their purpose. And I was in a much better mental place and space and able to take care of myself mentally and more holistically. And so, and it was, and we talked about this, he and I talked about this where it's like the point of going to therapy is so that at least in my case, is to eventually not have to go to therapy. For me, at that time, it was. Yeah, because I mean, I went to him for three years straight. And for a portion of that time, I was seeing him six times a month. Like, like, I was not in a good place when I started. And it was, he, man, this guy just changed my life. And he introduced me to mindfulness and meditation. And it was just, he's he's amazing absolutely amazing and so i started seeing him oh my gosh probably six or seven years ago now and since that time like i i've been able to implement coping skills that i that that are now a part of my just regimen and habits for approaching life and living life in general um and i'm in a much better place and i'm i'm just in a better place to be able to handle my emotions and approach difficult situations. Um, you know, I'm not perfect and I never will be. So I still struggle at times, but I, I have the tool set necessary to be able to approach these challenges. So meditation is something that I learned when I was going to therapy in Seattle. And I think it's important to talk about exactly what it is and what it accomplishes and so my experience with meditation is that I'm in a quiet place and I listen to a guided meditation. Um, usually it's like on a podcast and um, there are a bunch of free ones out there that are really great. And it just kind of puts you in a, I don't know, it's like a, a calming space and it just resets my mental scope and just kind of like redirects my my compass so that I am calm and I'm clear headed. What's your experience, Sierra? Uh, mine are the same. And I've, I've, I've been listening to a lot of them with music for some reason that, that really puts me um, in a more relaxed state. I feel like um, some of the ones without music, I'm just in my own head. <laughs> um, but in the same way, it really does help me to redirect my compass. And I usually listen to them before I go to sleep because, again, I just want to let everything go uh, that happened during the day, right? And just like reset. 
And I, I feel like I've, that's been sort of the most effective way for me to do that is just to like to just listen to a meditation before I go to bed. Yeah. And they actually have ones that are meant for falling asleep. So I've listened to those in the past too. Those are great. And, and I think it's important for people listening to the podcast to know that meditations can be as long as you want. It could be a 30 minute thing. It could be a 30 second thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's even like having meditation while you're walking and it's all about focusing on the breath and and getting that I don't know it's like an internal cycle I don't like I don't know exactly how to explain it yeah but and they can sort of be geared toward different things right so some of the some of the ones I've really been connecting with and this is just because I'm um, really connected to my faith have just been sort of just like Jesus centered ones right so um, but there are those there are there are some that that do just like solely connect with the breath um, and then we have one specifically um, that we're going to share with you a meditation that we're going to share with you here on the podcast So who you're about to hear from now, Diana Winston, she is the Director of Mindfulness Education at UCLA's Mindful Awareness Research Center. She was gracious enough to share one of the meditations she uses to be more mindful of our self-critical voices. And this one really spoke to me because as women, critical is our middle name. Oh my gosh. Right. We are just always not doing something right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's part of the like society's like expectations of us. And it's like, no, we need to break that because that's not real. Exactly. So so with this meditation, right, that we decided to incorporate into this podcast episode, we wanted to do this. Right. So like, why not attack that head on and see what comes of it? So what you're about to hear is just a 15 minute meditation. You can try it someplace quiet, preferably by yourself and just see if it works for you. And what's great about it is you can come back to it on this podcast as many times as you need to on those days when you're being really hard on yourself. So here goes. We come to practice mindfulness. And mindfulness, as we know, is about paying attention to our present moment experiences with openness and curiosity and a willingness to be with what is. Mindfulness is about paying attention to this present moment with these qualities of curiosity, openness, and a sense of an openness to things as they are, really, as opposed to how we want them to be or how they could be, or wishing that they were different, which we do quite a bit. I wanted to talk about the concept of self-compassion, Self-compassion is different than self-esteem. So it's really about people are looking at the way there seems to be this kind of epidemic of self-judgment out in the world, that people often are self-critical, have a lot of self-hating voices in their heads. Self-compassion is not the buildup of self-esteem because the buildup of self-esteem tends to lead to people needing a lot of external validation to feel okay. Self-compassion instead is the idea that even with all our flaws, we can still care about ourselves, that we can make mistakes, that we can you know, screw up, that we can have problems, but we're still basically fundamentally good human being and that we can connect with that understanding and have compassion for, our, for ourselves even with the flaws that we have. 
What's so amazing about mindfulness practice is we can use the mindfulness to be aware when we have those self-critical voices. We can actually label that voice and say, judging. We can notice when, our, when we have those judging voices. And because we have a m- mindfulness practice that allows us to have um, quite a bit of, uh, you know, we have more self-awareness, more ability to regulate emotions and all of the positive things that come with a mindfulness practice, then when these thoughts come, we can be on top of it. Oh, there's judging. And not get so caught. Not, as I sometimes talk about, get on the train. You know, we have a thought, and it's a really powerful thought, and we just start thinking it and thinking it, and 20 minutes later, it's like we've been on this train, and we're not in the present moment at all. In that moment, when you recognize it, you can get off the train. You can say, oh, I'm on the train, get off of it, and not go down that route. Or you can not get on the train in the first place. You can stay at the platform and just let the thoughts go, let the thoughts go. So let's begin by settling back into our comfortable posture, body upright, but not too rigid or tight. Feet on the floor. Hands resting on your lap. Eyes can be closed. Most of us do this practice with our eyes closed, but you don't have to. You can keep them open, but not looking all around, just looking downward. You can begin with a few deep breaths. Letting us Relax a little bit more, just inviting in the possibility of relaxation with each deep breath. For this next period of time, you don't have all of the worries and concerns. You've left them at the door, I hope. They may pop up into your mind, but you can remind yourself you don't have to get on that train and just come into the present moment, feeling our breath, being present. And bring your attention to your stomach and notice if it's tight or contracted. Take a deep breath if it is. Just let it go. Yeah. Noticing your hands, softening and relaxing your hands. Noticing your shoulders and jaw, throat, just moving up into your face. Just sensing everything that's obvious to you, maybe on the surface of the skin, maybe more internal. Doing this with curiosity, with an eye out to relaxing a bit. And just letting yourself be here right now, in this moment. And 
see if you can bring your attention to your breathing, to your breath in your body, wherever you feel your breath the clearest in your body. So the people who have been doing this for a while generally have a spot they pay attention to. For the new people, you might notice your abdomen rising and falling, or your chest rising and falling, expanding and contracting with the breath. Or we might notice the tingling at our nostrils as the air enters and exits. Some people notice the whole torso breathing, just moving the air moving through their body. That's fine too. And now turn our attention to the sounds around us, just listening to sounds one after the next. The sound of silence, the sounds that come and go. not lost in a story about the sounds, but just listening to them. So finding a focus for your meditation today could be your breath in your abdomen or chest or nose or the full body breathing or it could be listening to the sounds. Any of those things work fine. Just go to whatever one seemed the most interesting to you. There's no right way to do it. Just find what's going to work for you. If you can't decide, pick one. Doesn't matter so much. Abdomen moving up and down, chest expanding and contracting, air moving through our nose with each breath, full body breathing, or the sounds. And so we begin the practice that we do with mindfulness of attending to breath after breath, or sound after sound. Staying with it to the best of our abilities, feeling, feeling the breath. And then at a certain point, our attention will wander, thoughts will come into our consciousness. When you notice you're lost in a thought, you can say a soft word like thinking or wandering, and then come back to your main focus. And then just keep doing that again and again. Now I want to emphasize for today, because we're talking about how mindfulness can help us with self-judgment, 
that you can actually notice the type of thought and give it a label. So you can mainly keep an eye out for judging thoughts, and every time you judge, you can say in your mind a very soft word like judging or self-judgment or criticism. or You can find the word that makes sense to you, or you can just say thinking. But it'll help you to see the way in which the judgments arise. It's not personal, by the way. You didn't set out to make yourself feel bad. It just happens. Oh, that person's a better meditator than I am. Or, I'll never get this right. Or, why did I do that thing yesterday? It was so stupid. I mean, these are the kind of voices that come in our mind. For some of us, frequently. For others, it's rarer. So just as a mindfulness practice, not to judge yourself, not to judge yourself for being judgmental, just to notice judging. If you want to count them, you can. Judging one, judging two, judging 20. And while you're noticing the thoughts, you might get drawn to other types of thoughts, and then you can use other labels, planning, remembering, imagining, and so forth. But don't get too worried about the labels. So if you start to get too caught up in it, just keep it simple. Go back to thinking. As you do this practice, please keep a quality of kindness towards yourself. Just, oh, be curious. Wow, isn't that interesting what my mind does? Not judging yourself or judging, as I said, but just the spirit of kindness and investigation. So we'll go into silence and do this practice.
for the last few minutes of the meditation. We can just notice how we're doing, having done the awareness practice, the mindfulness of breath, and also mindfulness of the way thoughts operate. You can ask yourself, did I get on the train? Did I get off the train? Did I stay at the platform? Maybe once or twice? And did you notice many judging thoughts arising? There may or may not have been. And I'm hoping you brought a kind attitude to yourself for the judging thoughts, if they were present. So we'll just do a little bit of kindness to conclude the meditation. Noticing how you're feeling. See if you can also bring to mind someone you love. Someone that when you think of them, you get happy. This could be a dear friend or a child or a pet, cat, dog. Or if you can't think of anyone, someone you've read about whom you admire, And you can say these phrases, you can repeat them after me in your mind. Or you can come up with your own, you can just say, may you be safe and protected. May you be happy and peaceful. May you be healthy and strong. May you be at ease. So sending these words and the heartfelt feeling out to this loved one. Noticing how it feels inside to make those wishes for them. And now imagining that they send it back to you. May you be safe and protected. May you be happy and peaceful. May you be healthy and strong. May you accept yourself just as you are. See if you can take in the kindness. Just imagine the kindness moving through your body Wherever you are, judgmental, not judgmental, really caught in it, having some freedom from it, can you bring compassion to yourself exactly where you are? For whatever is happening right now, may I hold this with kindness. May I hold myself with compassion. And take a breath. And notice if this is possible to bring kindness to the best of your abilities, wherever you are, however it makes sense to you. May I be with myself exactly as I am. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes, but take a little time if you need it.
that'll do it for us on this episode of Women on Deadline, a podcast about her experience in TV news. I'm Carolyn Hall. And I'm Sierra Starks. Remember to take care of yourselves in order to be great, Sierra. Be great, Carolyn. Out in five, four, three, two. Nice job, ladies.